is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nair Club. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat your children. It was just banter. Stay off the weed! And England win on penalties! History in itself! You know, I think it's a great city. I think they got the best organization in NBA. But they do have some big old women. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, watch you take your pants off. Balls are hot. I understand. Come on, check it quickly, Reggie! Yes, Max. No one is in the fucking universe. Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we get the boat. Hello and welcome to episode 163 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, today joined by Tom Kennett. Slight mistake last week. I did say it was episode 163 then, but in these times, <laughs> things are getting tested, so... It could all be the last one. Exactly. Save this one while you can. We're both here in hazmat suits, so if we're a bit muffled, we're speaking through <laughs> our visors. Just me and TK. Troy, understandably, does have a uh, baby on the way, so don't really want to subject him to any potential viruses. Jack... He's a bit AWOL, so he pops up every now and then, so he really could be anywhere. Probably got a plumber around or something. Alex was potentially keen if we were going to do it over Skype, but that's maybe something we'll have to do uh, next week if these things really do carry on. It's just like I'm AK on that boy. He's only just come out of hospital, so we don't want him going back in. I'm working at home. TK's in the office, so we're like, we've got the best of both worlds here <laughs> to bring this to you. We're separated by however many feet it's supposed to be, other sides of the room, and we're going to be business as usual, as the old folk are saying. Survive World War Two and the Blitz, TK, so... We are invoking the spirit of the Blitz by doing a podcast. I've seen uh, Piers Morgan people sharing it earlier, like, might not like the guy, but this guy talks sense. We spoke about this before. <laughs> but he was like, look, you're being asked to stay at home. It's not the hardest thing in the world, which, fair enough. And then he's like, these people stayed at home for five months during World War Two <laughs> with nothing to do. And half of them were then having to go and get in front of machine guns. You're not getting asked to go in front of machine guns. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> The problem is, they're all. Everyone seems to think uh, like anyone that isn't like a millennial went through the war. It's like there is almost <laughs> nobody alive that can really give you a true story <laughs> did you, about living through the war. Did you see that German politician that said uh, we're going to have to show the most togetherness we've shown since the war? <laughs> and people are like, let's not get that together. <laughs> like OJ saying, if the golf course gets closed, I'm going to go crazy. And people are like, how crazy are we talking? Because we got a decision to make. I like I said, leave it open for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the news of the week. That's like last week. So me, when me and Sean connected over Skype, the plan was that we're going to have news of the week and then get into the coronavirus stuff. But 
the news of the week is largely dominated yeah, by, the, yeah. by the coronavirus. Hard to ignore it. So, don't do this at home. Woman films herself licking toilet seat for coronavirus challenge. Oh, you put that in our yeah. challenge. That is mind-blowing. You see that video as well? I think Piers Morgan was going in on him, on yeah. this guy licking little things in the supermarket. I mean, that's just a fucking weird thing to do at the best of times. Yeah. Ariana Grande tweeted about it and someone was like, you licked a donut and then put it back on the shelf last year. And then someone else was like, where can I get this donut? <laughs> Corona or not, people are taking that down on the internet. Yeah, Twitter has been sensational. That is probably the only good thing to come from it. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. In times of adversity, Twitter does step up. What's his name? Seeing out Mother's Day. Um, with her inside. Peter Reed. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Somebody I went to uni with messed with me. It's like, just type Peter Reed into Twitter and just look through it. And I thought, what's he talking about? Straight away, absolute gold. The one, the one that said, uh, <laughs> when the window cleaner turns up and you're pretending to be asleep. <laughs> or the, saying how he looks older than his own mother. <laughs> and then I saw someone caption on like a, <laughs> looks like an episode of Rogue Traders. Or something. <laughs> There's the one that was like, the officer is outside again. He's looking <laughs> through the conservatory. <laughs> I saw someone caption it where they said, like, basically summed up my thoughts. Where they said, This is actually a really lovely picture, and yet we're still <laughs> going to rip it to shreds because it's just too funny not to be. I think he might I, be our episode picture for this one. I think it has to be, yeah. What have we got next? Um, oh, Monica Lewinsky urges her 750,000 followers to send feces to the White House. <laughs> That's a woman that knows her way around the White House. She's desecrated it worse than that. It's all right. <laughs> Cannabis sales explode as Californians become ho- homebound. Yeah, there's pictures in Holland of the yeah. people queuing around the block <laughs> for their weed. It was exactly what's going to happen with McDonald's tonight, you imagine. It's closed yeah, at seven I've tonight. Seen, I've seen pictures of it. I've always wondered with um, like Holland and weed, if it was one of them things where they say that legalising it is actually what brings the usage down yeah and then you yeah. see that and it's like i'm not sure this is a good case study to go by you see like blokes in their mid-40s who are, like fighting each other to get there you think no nah, <laughs> it's not going down florida county commissioner recommends curing covid19 by aiming a blow dryer up your nose <laughs> so they'll get rid of the germs that seems up there with the uh put your iphone in the microwave and this will solve its <laughs> sort of solution Priest offers drive-through confessions after church closes due to COVID nineteen. Are very modern. It might be a confession, but surely if it's a drive-through, everyone else is seeing who is. <laughs> <laughs> and when someone's like beeping their own behind, and you're saying about what you did when you were twelve years old, then it's going to be slightly diminished. Or imagine if you do like what happens in the early days of McDonald's, it'd be like, I've ended up in the wrong, <laughs> the wrong one here. <laughs> No, you're supposed to go on to the next window. I was just the checkout guy. <laughs> the second one is uh, what your punishment is, the first one. <laughs> Mind you, that, that does bring up a thing, though, that I remember years ago I saw that in America they'd had somewhere where you could have a drive through funeral. Well, they do drive through weddings as well. Yeah, so now they, they were getting laughed at at one point, but now it looks like a <laughs> sound idea. It's just taking Vegas to the world. The least possible, the most disrespectful way to pay your respects <laughs> to someone imaginable. Confined by virus, Frenchman runs marathon on his balcony. That's <laughs> going to be AJ in his room on the spot. 
<laughs> Usually how his stories ends is mum shouting up, going, you stop that man. <laughs> Enormous, 15 stone, 7 foot tall Great Dane, often mistaken for a horse, but is gentle and wouldn't hurt a fly. Fucking hell, 15 stone. You wouldn't have to hurt a fly if you're 7 foot tall and 15 stone. <laughs> Getting mistaken for a horse. <laughs> Don't like that something that's described as enormous, I weigh more than. <laughs> I actually saw this with my birthday, and so I've said this before. I don't know how I feel that no matter all the things I was called chief, mate, it's always uh, big in the front of each one. <laughs> big man, big dog, big boy, big un. Someone has created an app that calculates how long your toilet paper is going to last. So you put in your average sheets per wife, how often you go a day and how much your stocks are, and it tells you how long they're going to last for. I don't want to see your forecast. (laughs) Baltimore mayor asked residents to stop shooting each other so coronavirus patients can have hospital beds. (laughs) That seems a fair request. It doesn't seem out of order, that. Oh, I think I'll put this in our chat. Woman discovers bar of soap she's been washing her hands with for days as a block of cheese. <laughs> the picture is it when, I mean, I don't know if everyone had this, before you had your little uh, hand soap where it used to be the cheap, the cheaper option, you have the bar of soap in yeah. a little soap dish. Yeah, yeah. Um, at, at a point where it gets to that tiny little bit, that and that's what the little block of cheese looked like. <laughs> She's just savouring it each time. How is yeah? How is the cheese not immediately once it's got wet? Just I don't know. It's not foaming either. You'd assume, <laughs> but there's no foam <laughs> yeah. in the cheese, and your hands are stinking. There's no good smell coming out of this. Yeah, I uh, if I'm grating cheese, then I kind of keep it the little block in the bag because I don't want my hands stinking of cheese. Oh, I can't face it. Lecturer calls out students for hand job in recording of a law lecture. <laughs> She's playing it back and call that in the background. Looking back, I can't remember if we told the story before, but there was a an incident in a, in our school where somebody kind of got caught about to be getting given a hand job. <laughs> but looking back, we were like, I don't know, I think we were like year eight, maybe, so, maybe year nine, an absolute push. You think? Imagine if you heard a story of like a twelve or thirteen year old doing that now, you'd be like, you got some fucking problems. At the time, though, I didn't think anything of it. Yeah, I remember there was a story of a kid that apparently was caught trying to have a tug in a lesson, and people didn't think it was like they thought it was weird, but it was like it wasn't made it enough was, of a big was, deal. It was like banter weird, not like <laughs> you are proper weird. <laughs> yeah, there was all sorts of things like that, wasn't it? When you were sort of early teens, but then no one seemed to like there would have the been logistics outreach. of it. What would you? You know, well, there's always a story about someone. It's like, oh, that kid that had his dick out at the back of the bus. And it's like that. That's there was seemingly a kid <laughs> at every school that did this. Yeah, yeah. Cheating husband catches coronavirus on trip to Italy with his mistress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brutal. That's the game biting back. This one is maybe if you separate how rich you are. Bidet sales soar as toilet paper sells out amid coronavirus fears. I saw Bisping tweet that he just had two, two installed in his house. And it's like, not everyone can just snap their fingers and go, you know what? This is a good good enough time as any. I really don't know how I feel about a bidet as well. I really seems don't know. It's a simple thing, but I also don't really know how to use them. No, I... It doesn't... It seems it shouldn't be as simple as just squirting a... No. Water. <laughs> I don't know how you dry off. Yeah, that, that's... I, I guess that's... 
it could get messy. I mean, it's definitely going to get messy. It really shouldn't be in hotels and apartments where you you don't want to be sharing that with someone. A toilet is okay, but it's that's... like when you see um, like a pressure wash on some concrete, and as much as it cleans it, you do see the like it flying everywhere as it's taking it off, and that seems to me what it would be similar to. And finally, Montrose funeral homeowner who allegedly sold hundreds of bodies without family's consent is federally indicted. You can't be doing that. Although, if you're in that game, I feel like it'd be a huge temptation to do it. No one, if you can get away, no one knows any better. Everybody wins, really. What was that one we had ages ago? Wasn't it? There was some bloke was like chopping off the genitals of people, wasn't there? And we said that maybe some bloke saw and couldn't say how we found out. So that is that's quite uneventful by our news of the week standards. So. Yeah, we've had a quite fairly quiet week. Add that the crazy to, people have even been dumbfounded by it. Add that to your meme of uh, it really is showing that the world can be a better place. <laughs> the world's healing itself. This is the universe telling us. That meme is essentially like a more savage way of, sort of like Noah's Ark and... <laughs> Like, I don't know how the the whole kind of Moses story where look, we're just going to wipe out all your firstborn sons to prove a point here. Lay down a marker. <laughs> I thought actually when uh, I was listening to Ironic Alanis Morissette the other day, when I uh, occasionally I'll go back to the opening of um, what's it called now? The Vince Vaughn uh, Owen Wilson one, the most recent. I'll get the name in a minute. Anyway. Yes. Opening scene there, singing along to that. So I thought, oh, I'll play it while I was playing FIFA or whatever. The ups and downs in there when they compare rain on your wedding day. It's insane, isn't it? To <laughs> exploding in a plane crash. And they're both. A traffic the- jam when you're already late. And yet she's saying an old man got yeah. on the plane for the first time in his life and crashes to his death. Yeah, that's on par with seeing a bloke you like as a wife. <laughs> <laughs> this is all on even keel. She was insane, clearly. She just thought all of these things were the same thing. She's got another anthem because it's in Booksmart and I can't think... It's not the one people get um, confused with Meredith Brooks, is it? It definitely is Alan's because they make reference to Let's Go Sing Alan's Morissette. Yeah, she does. Uh, I can picture the music video, but I can't. She was alright back in the day, you know. I'm just getting the name of the film here because it's going to... Yeah, that's a bit in my head as well. on my mind. And it's going to be really obvious once I see it. Must be going back here. I didn't realise it was so It has been a while. The internship. I was going to say the intern. I'm glad well, I didn't. Well, I was the informer and I thought, it's definitely not that. That's the Brian Cranston one about Pablo Escobar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then... If you swap both their roles in the films, so Owen Wilson <laughs> and Vince Vaughn in a film about Pablo Escobar would be sensational. I remember Vince Vaughn had to play the bad guy in the Starsky and Hutch film. Yeah. He I watched that on the plane to Florida when I was He there. made an alright villain, to be fair. It's like, if you, weird, but... if you told me they were making a film with Will Ferrell and John C. Reilly as... Sherlock Holmes and Watson, I would think that's a good idea until you see the trailer and then it oh. like the least funny film maybe in the world. Did did you ever watch it? No. No, I I don't think I could face it. Whoa. I was thinking that with the with the God thing there where you said about killing your firstborn so I think yeah. God was a bit like Jose. Where he started off great, 
doing all these great things, and then he just <laughs> lost the plot at some point. <laughs> to try and keep the dressing room, he just it went too far every time. Well, he created this all in his image, supposedly. So, like, it's pretty Le- fucking. Leo is as he's preparing to go out on a Saturday <laughs> night, and then I don't know what I did in my head is like the ugliest bloke. Because I had Sedan in my head, but there's far worse looking blokes than him. I think so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to think, ugliest bloke. It's bad that I have Jonah Hill in my. Jonah head, Hill was my first four, but he's not the worst. No, bloke. it's. Did you see there was like a montage that went round essentially of him when he was chubby going on all these uh, like shows, and they would make a joke about yeah. it, essentially, and him just looking like proper depressed each time. <laughs> as you would yeah. going round to promo your film to be told look I mean obviously you're alongside Leo DiCaprio I can't make you feel any better looking <laughs> you ought to know is the Alanis Morissette song okay anyway first thing I have here then so we were talk- speaking about the film Dodgeball the other day great film and one of the more niche things where you may have heard just the title from was um, they referenced it being shown on the Ocho is the TV channel that they show the Dodgeball tournament on at the time. And so anyway, after Dodgeball first aired, ESPN made this a reality. So they put it as all of the rogue sports in the world that like degenerates would gamble <laughs> on, that you would just sit and watch like, the feeling you get when you scroll past bowling on TV and you stick around after someone hits a strike for a second and think, what am I doing? <laughs> Essentially, a whole... I think they're doing it for 48 hours. They did it for previously and they're going to do it for longer this time. So they're not all going to be live, but they're showing old events that you probably wouldn't have seen. Yeah, so yeah, I've yeah. got a list of the, orig- of the current schedule they have. So the lineup includes the Stupid, ro- the stupid Robot Fighting League, Created in New Zealand by John Espin. And uh, it's a rather unique form of fight in the pits. Two life-size hanging puppets controlled by an operator sitting behind each stupid robot. <laughs> and you got to think, these things weren't made for the channel. These are things that already exist. And they've just been plucked to put on the channel because it fits. <laughs> uh, we, I think we've all seen the clip. 29 gels marble runs. So... Apparently in this, when they broadcast it, the spectators are marbles as well. So it, there's a full setup here. <laughs> what? Uh, cherry Pit Spitting. The 46th annual Cherry Pit Spitting competition is held every year in Eau Claire, Michigan to spit the farthest cherry pit. So Sign Spinning. It's held in Las Vegas. That can't be going on in the current climate. It's spitting. No. <laughs> No, that was the 46th. I don't know what we're up to now. That was the 46th one they're showing. It was obviously a banger. The 46th. Oh, the 46th one. You say about the 43rd and they're like, see, much like the 2010 World Cup, I actually quite like the 43rd. <laughs> but Barry here, he's not a fan. We've got sign spinning. So the 12th annual World Sign Spinning Championship held in Las Vegas. Arrow sign spinners from more than 50 cities and a dozen countries to assess style, execution, and technical sign-spinning ability. Sign-spinning? The 2007 World Sports Stacking Championships. So it's an individual or team sport where you stack specially designed cups in predetermined sequences as fast as possible. I can 
You know what? If I stumbled upon that on the TV, I could see myself getting reeled in. 2019 Death Diving World Championship. It's not as bad. It's from a 10-meter platform, but still. Hey, um, separate competitions for classic and freestyle, and this is just the amateur side, so these people haven't gone pro. <laughs> How'd you go pro? Uh, the Johnsonville ACL Cornhole Championships. Do you see the clip on Facebook of this? It's essentially, um, I wouldn't have known it by the name Cornhole. It's almost like a big plank of wood with rings and you want to get it in the hole basically but you go one after the other and it's actually very tense when you watch it i think i know what you so mean. you've got like a little bean bag and you slide it across almost like a bowling surface yeah 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 to try I've and get seen, it in the I've hole i've seen that sort of thing before yeah, yeah that that's but actually was, i could get very, very invested in that it. in these dark times um the world axe throwing league fucking hell i don't know what this is these ones don't have descriptions. The Ideal Electricians National Championship. <laughs> we'll have to get Jack to judge yeah. that one. He seems to have enough experience of them. Now we're talking here. The Crystal World Hamburger Eating Championship. Here we go. And this is in a double bill with the Johnsonville Bratwurst Eating World Championship. Of course it so is. So clear your Saturday for that. <laughs> the European Tram Driver Championship. <laughs> 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 now that's and, a tough race and uh, the classic Tetris World Championship mm. so you've got plenty there but the kind of the thing here is other things that we could suggest for them to add to the channel so these don't have to be Corona themed keep your distance challenges but more obscure games that in your normal schedule wouldn't make it onto TV but in this climate or even Anything just something could. obscure you could have a good time watching I'm surprised they haven't taken advantage of like the esports side of things, where it's obviously massive as it is. These people are millions yeah. playing it, yeah. And you don't have to be in the same room for it. I'm sure these people have a good enough internet connection because lagging out of a game and it just is not an option. Costing <laughs> them fortune, so they're going to have a good internet connection. So surely a headset, put them on TV and show it even in the evenings after watershed, and they can say whatever they want. They've been trying, not a, a TV network hasn't as such, but clubs have been trying to get it going, haven't they? Because each one seems to be involved in some sort of FIFA tournament. Yeah. Or whatever. And I'm, I'm, I couldn't be less interested no. in you doing this back and forth, but I... Well, they had, I remember there. they had it on BT once. Like, I scrolled past, I went past it, but I didn't stop and watch it. I don't know how they kind of did it, but I assume it's just the FIFA screen up on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, social justice going on where that tournament wasn't there because the sun came on as a sponsor oh it was, yeah it was like a so, queue for people no to thank you <laughs> we won't just pull out but sorry lads we've seen the sponsor here we'll make sure <laughs> everybody knows we said no as well like regardless of what you think of the sun like i did see the tweet with someone saying this is essentially a oh look at me liverpool oh please <laughs> love me scouts yeah it is isn't it like even if the sentiment is right you, we know why you're doing it also i think like video podcasts and things why not just give them an evening slot why not chuck all the money at joe rogan because i mean i know i don't think he needs any more no but i mean these companies have enough money to chuck at him even they can probably help him to get a big guest yeah yeah that maybe he can't get and then say look we're going to broadcast this live for sure. We had millions tuning in to watch a Mayweather-McGregor press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and it's actually harder to access on YouTube. You chuck that on, like, I don't know, the the equivalent, like, an NBC in America, that's the first channel that yeah, comes yeah. in my head, but somewhere like that. Something yeah. that they all have, even an ESPN, where he has partnerships for the UFC, mm. and pe- enough people are going to watch it to make it worth their while. Yeah, for sure. We know he's not sure I have a sponsor if you've ever listened to his podcast <laughs> through uh, like iTunes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. First six minutes, write them off. Don't know how that work with a video one. Just six minutes of him just reeling off sponsors. Could you imagine if uh, he still was had the same sponsor he did back in the day? He had flashlight <laughs> on national TV. Even if you had to like it was on TV, so you couldn't skip it. I would rather get them all out of the way earlier. Not I think to worry he's about the yeah. Viewing. I think he's got the right idea yeah. there. I don't know how lucrative it is for sponsors. I don't know if you're happy enough just to be on the Joe Rogan show because surely everyone just skips the first six, seven, eight minutes. I did have a strange spell where I did quite listen <laughs> listening to some of them just because you could tell if he was a bit passionate about them. Like on the URL, like uh, Battle Rap, they always have like nine, ten minute intros. Oh, and right. so the first comment is always skip to this. And yeah, it yeah, yeah. It started happening with um, like Lad Bible, didn't it? There was like a Twitter account that got deleted, I think, where it essentially just removed the clickbait and just re- replied to everything, saying "No need to click." It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept rooting them out, didn't it? So a couple of the suggestions I had was, I think one touch would be unreal if you got some like you could have it in different like abstract places or put a little like objects and ornaments in there for people to do a trap it door. Get it like the old segments on WWE where every now and then it would be in someone's house. And <laughs> someone would just get beat up in the house. <laughs> I so forgot again, about that. Yeah, like <laughs> that was. One touch in someone's house. Like and if you're doing it with like decent ballers, like you have to hit the clock on the wall. So you're not just hitting a wall. You're hitting yeah, hitting something. It's gonna be a you, target you you're gonna make, hit. You could make this class. Yeah, it's essentially a manlier version of squash. Yeah, that is basically <laughs> what you're getting, isn't it? With a few obstacles thrown in. How about doing it in the the Robot Wars arena? So in there, you've got the pit, you've got the flipper. You have to keep the house <laughs> robots. So like that, Sakilla lot comes along, wipes you out halfway through. There's some bloke who is, who is live streaming each night. Um, his own robot fighting a crab. <laughs> I saw How it on, pathetic I saw is this it on robot? Twitter yesterday. Yeah, it's it's literally like um, the same size as like one of them like Funko things. So it, it's it's like proper skinny. It's almost like say two pencils wide, and it's proper like robotic. I'm movement. back in the crab, here. but it's basically just caught in like a wrestle trying to move back and forwards with the crab. But it's weirdly. Like two deers with their horns caught. Yeah. <laughs> it's, can you feel sympathetic for a crab? I feel that's one of them animals. Like Nobody feels sympathetic for a crab, do they? There's like only the vegans so much you can have even for like a slug. Like <laughs> You step on one, you think, oh, it's not going to ruin your day Like if you hit a rabbit. And then you have to see the <laughs> rabbit twitching on the road. Yeah, that is true. Like a crab, for most things like that, if that was with a dog or a cat fighting a robot, I would feel bad. Yeah, but with a crab, I didn't feel any sympathy at all. We're a bit weird with things in the sea, aren't we? We don't. I don't think we yeah. give much of a fuck about anything from fish downwards. No, seemed disposable. Yeah. Um, foot golf seemed another one where surprised that hasn't really. Yeah, 
taken off. I guess it's people are too preppy about their golf courses. So <laughs> that is, you have to find somewhere else to do it. That is true. There's snobbery and kind of in both sports, really, but especially golf. You know, they're doing so. They're doing WrestleMania behind closed doors this year, and pre-recorded, and over in several different locations. So that's. They, I feel like that's not going to work out, is it? It's, it's sure, not, the energy but, of the yeah, definitely. Part, but I think because of the way their schedule is, I don't know too much. I think Vince McMahon is like Dana White, where he's like, a virus isn't stopping me doing what <laughs> I want to do. But on the other hand, I think they probably have so much booked in with sponsors and that that they've got to do it. They know people are going to watch WrestleMania regardless. It's true. They've spread it over two days. They've got Gronk hosting it. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, if you just watch whether you like wrestling or not, if you search Gronk on Twitter, he did like a walkout in their behind closed doors version of like Raw or SmackDown or whatever it was. But he's being like proper weird. He's like walking in there's music playing, no one in the crowd, and he's like hip thrusting and like grinding on the ring posts. Oh no! And like swinging his arms about, and then just goes in and talks like, <laughs> I'll be a WrestleMania host. He's <laughs> the oddest what thing the in the hell? world. And people are like, he's actually putting more effort into this than 90% of your favourite wrestlers here. I thought you were going to say 90% of his Patriots games. <laughs> it just turned up on the night, didn't it? Well, it was rumoured that um, like the NFL season last year he might have just turned up in the playoffs and just <laughs> got signed <laughs> and then like the next day there was like a clip of him dancing on a table in like an all day party if he gets not <laughs> out then he's called it quits I mean we kind of spoke about this on a game show last week giant Jenga you could get tense if you had a game of Jenga you had everyone quiet like snooker in the audience <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles. I could get beyond a bloody game of Knuckles on TV. I, f- I think that's going to get our fix of violence, isn't it? Like, you know where from amateur to pro boxing, so you go for like a 1p to a £2 coin, that's your amateur and pro Knuckles. <laughs> that's your small ounce gloves. Yeah. <laughs> that and was a brutal game, war. wasn't it? We just get all these like Viking looking blokes to come in with their like Mohicans and they can wear some armour or something to make it more entertaining Knuckles is such a brutal game yeah if you saw a bloke who said like yeah put their hand out and they show you like some scars to me you thought I'm never fucking about with you I, I think I've said before that my every time I think of the game of Knuckles there was a kid there was two kids in um, our year one's brother used to work with me in the contest and in fact narrowed it down at all but it was savage like blood all over the table in this DT game with them both refusing you know <laughs> when they start pointing out that I don't know if it's just always there well I think I got a dent in my knuckle here <laughs> but permanent scar like no one won it just it was like the it should be first blood there, there was too much blood already. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It was like an I Quit match where if it was WWE, they'd both be knocked out at the same time <laughs> and neither comes to their feet. This was it. Once you've come so far, you just can't stop either, can you? No, that is true. The damage is done as well. you may, you got to carry it on. And this was like a civilised version of everyone crowding around for a fight. Everyone crowding around in a DT lesson to see P2 kids playing Knuckles. <laughs> 
The teacher obviously just doesn't care at this point. It, it does say a lot about what you can get away with in a classroom. Yeah, I think this same teacher was locked in his cupboard mid-lesson once. These teachers just got a tough time. I remember yeah. we had one that ran out, so just crying. She was poor cow. <laughs> what else do they have? My speciality, rock, paper, scissors. Give me some tense music there. Maybe like the uh, weakest link little jingle. And then at the end of that jingle, you hit your rock, paper, or scissors. <laughs> and my final one was some like mental game where the floor is lava. With just all these obstacles to just try and touch it. So it's like Ninja Warrior, but it's a very specifically themed Ninja Warrior. <laughs> Do it like Jackass, where they can make you hurt enough that you don't want it to happen, but you're not going to die. <laughs> Like some that te- wasn't always guaranteed for Jackass. No. When I was watching some clips on the bus the other week, there was one where... You know the classic cartoon thing when you break into a bank and then they think it's all good and then suddenly all these little lasers come across where if you yeah. trip one. So they have it like that. Almost like... Do you ever go... Well, you must go to Cattle Country yeah. as a kid. So there's the thing where... You go into the big barn on the left, and there's all the like wires kind of thing that you had to kind of climb yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that, but horizontal. But each one of those is like a row of like taser wires. Oh no! And they have to get through, and they're being no. Chased. I remember seeing yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's so strong, it's like knocking them up or down. <laughs> I remember watching that in pieces. Even if you put jackass onto you, yeah, <laughs> later night. I think we got to. Drag Steve-O out of sobriety. We go again. You could rerun so many things and just use that as yes. your example for doing it. And people would still watch. For sure. Like in America, they Nostalgia put, people want at this point. Yeah. They put like 12 hours of the best UFC fights and we got UFC London repeated. <sighs> Rory messaged me saying uh, how desperate he was that they had Rashad Evans against... I think his name was like something like something Daniel or Daniel Henry or something. Anyway, it's like the slowest fight you'll ever see <laughs> with like no clean shots, a couple of like fake takedowns. And he was like, I don't know why I'm still watching this. <laughs> he was struggling that bad. I've just been sticking to uh, the WWE Network and UFC Fight Pass, but. Mainly the networks, you can put something on for three hours and you're somewhat guaranteed to have entertainment where you watch a whole UFC pay-per-view, you're going to have a stinker in there. Yeah. yeah and I'm going to know most of the results, whereas some of these... Get an obscure one. Yeah. Yeah, the, the major networks do need to do something like that, don't they? Because they're going to kill themselves. I don't know how um, Mayweather didn't get more props for his match with the big show. Because like at that point, I don't think I would have been given the go-ahead to pay for the pay-per-view with no cash to my name. <laughs> and then to stay up when we had just a one TV to yeah, do yeah. that. But having watched it back, he took more of a rough around than 90% of celebrities that go on there. And yeah. they made him look... So they played up to every... Like... They accentuated like every part of his character. He came out with an entourage of about twenty people. Yeah. He's got Leonard Ellaby there. Yeah, every, he gets um his like 
arm gets like stomped on or something, and they're all kind of bombarding, saying you can't do that. That's that's, that's not our rules. And yeah, and yeah, yeah. He gets chucked about and all sorts. He's got these ridiculous like three quarter length fluffy shorts on. He tries <laughs> doing a runner in the middle of the match. It's it's quality. And then he knocks him out with some brass knuckles. I, I remember seeing a clip of him knocking him out with the knuckle dusters, thinking, oh, what am I seeing? So it's definitely it's definitely worth a rewatch. <laughs> so much of this stuff is just because you'll take anything at this point. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions for ch- stuff we can chuck on TV before we move on? I was thinking of only because on a similar line as what you've been given with some of these. I can find myself down a wormhole watching the Slaps Championship because yeah. those are brutal. <laughs> yeah. That that'll be our fix of violence because these guys are getting knocked about. <laughs> that would be class. You could easily just get two blokes stood opposite each other, just letting them pummel each other. That sounds bad, but <laughs> yeah. them things that you used to get occasionally um, at like football club barbecues or even like a little gladiator thing where you've got the like two arms. Not like an inflatable thing, but it's gladiator, isn't it? Yeah, so you're stood on like the spinning thing. Yeah. So that's moving whilst you're trying yeah. to knock the other guy off. Hard enough just standing up on those. Yeah. Gladiators could could quite easily get the show, you know, that used to be the Saturday night viewing for people. They should get that going again. I would, yeah, I don't think I've told this before, but you'll very much be able to picture it once, uh, I'll tell you. So <laughs> you know at um Cattle Country as well, they used to have that almost like what's it called? Um Bucking Bronco. Yeah, Bucking Bronco. Yeah. I had rocking rodeo in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but at times when that would get busy, you'd essentially have to wait around the outside for him to point and go, look, you're up, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So crowd of people and not being the most agile bloke that I am, <laughs> couldn't get on the thing. <laughs> so you're trying to do the oh, little no. jump up and I could not get my leg over and you can't just get off and go, oh, just someone else go on. I remember someone, some like a family friend trying to help me get on and it just, oh, <laughs> it just no. was not happening. Eventually got on and I'm off like three seconds later. When you look at the little timer on the thing, like, I was definitely off for longer than that. When you look at other people doing anything, that's pathetic. I could yeah. do longer than that. It's flung there's people who go like one-handed and they'll like pretend to be flinging it around their head and like, I don't know how you're doing <laughs> this. You've got some like voice grip. I'm not asking how you got this experience to be able to do this. <laughs> So next thing we had, which we're going to do a couple of weeks ago, before we start getting confirmed cases. So which footballers would you have expected to catch Corona first? Because Callum Hudson Odoi probably wouldn't have been top of my list, nor would Arteta. No, that is that is true. First top of my list, Leighton Baines. Is that because you think he smells? Yeah. So you think he wouldn't be clean? I don't think he'd stick to the distancing protocols, and I think. I don't think he's going to respect the virus. True. I want True. people to say COVID-19 is a cruel mistress. Let us see. And you got to stay away. So Leighton Baines is getting it. Jack Wilshire realistically probably is getting it. He's never had any luck no. so far. <laughs> he's not swerving this. And was it Colo Torre that caught malaria on international duty? And then was cured like ten minutes later. Like they had the update saying he'd caught it, and then like ten minutes what later, dropper. I can't remember. It was an African footballer. I know that. Yeah, much. but no, I remember the thing. I I felt like it was one of those where they had to come out and say, like, "Oh fuck, we fucked up here by revealing <laughs> it." He's actually he's, he's fine. <laughs> we were speaking about Overthrowing Martins earlier. 
There was a phase where wherever he missed a penalty, he would be shot at on international duty. And I don't know why he kept going back. <laughs> was it Obi Mikel's dad that kept getting kidnapped? Yeah, 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 yeah. At, at what point is he saying... Well, it got to the point where he started carrying on playing the games even while his dad was being kidnapped. Because he was like... He always finds his way home. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. I thought it was bad enough that Liverpool players kept getting robbed every time they went away on Champions <laughs> League duty. That is like... You can't do... There's the thing that they're like, don't put on Facebook, you're going on holiday. <laughs> but you can't really not say... You can't cover up your away tonight. I'm actually, lads, I'm not playing in the Champions League. I'll tell you what, if we leave the lights on, <laughs> they might think I'm not out tonight. And it's probably even worse. You can't say, I'm not going to be there, but my girlfriend is going to be there on her own. So there is going to be someone in the house. <laughs> Look, she's hard as nails, I promise. <laughs> Who else are you chucking in the pit to say they definitely catch it? Very likely that Urzel says he's got it, doesn't actually have it, <laughs> and then eventually reports for duty and does get it. Did you see that Luka Jovic? Have you seen this story? Oh, so I saw the headline. He said he was going back to Serbia to self isolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he flew back and then he was pictured like. On a night out. Out and about, yeah. And rather than accept it, he did the double down and he said, all I can tell you, someone hasn't done their job properly and explained to me that you got to stay in the house. <laughs> he, his quote is, all this tells you is there's enough people higher up that haven't done their job properly to tell me what I need to be doing. That is quite a <laughs> way to absolve yourself of responsibility, that. Let's got doubling down on the tweet. <laughs> Well, he's come up with a secondary excuse, isn't yeah. he? Like the first wasn't ridiculous enough. He said it wasn't ever his car. It was someone in the team that had just passed their driving test, wanted a car, and he was suggesting you should get one like this. And then he tweeted it out. And then because of the vile abuse, he didn't ever want to take it down. And that's why he left it up. Fuck me. Even if that excuse, if you very hypothetically said it was true, the only way you you don't feel that he's in the wrong is if he's banging about in like a, a Nissan Micro. But you know, even if that isn't his car, he's going back in a swanky motor. Wim Smirkin will say, we've just been done 7-0 by Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> we were going down. Here's a look. I don't think the Villa fans will take me too seriously. He's like, but you got you got to understand. My dream was never to play for England or Barcelona. My dream was always to play for Villa. So I wouldn't have done that after we lost. It was hurting me probably more than some others. So is he a Villa fan? Is that, is that what yeah, he said? Yeah, he said. And he was like, my family can't even go to games now because they were turning up getting abuse. I've always wondered this. So even with the Eric Dyer thing, if I go to a game, I'm going to recognise Eric Dyer, but I'm not going to recognise Eric Dyer's brother. Unless they're exactly the same. Yeah, or they're just walking around in badges saying, <laughs> by the way... Oh, there he his brother. So yeah. you're saying he must have marked himself out, is that what you're saying? I reckon you can't turn up to a football game when your brother's Eric Dyer, playing the way he does, <laughs> and not expect to hear someone shout something about how terrible he is. Yeah, that is true. I've heard people slag off Thierry Henry at an Arsenal game. So Eric Dyer... <laughs> Isn't not getting it. No, yeah, no one's getting away with it. I always think with that. What would you have to say 
to get you riled up that much. I don't think there's anything someone could say to me about like a sibling or whatever that make me be going about 20 rows on these seats like he was. The impressive thing is his eyesight because I used to, on top of all the nerves anyway, worry that I might not be able to read the number plate at the start of a driving test <laughs> from a distance. So he's spotting 20 rows up. Not just spotting that his brother's out. chatting to someone, spotting that, hey, my brother is in a rough patch. He's in trouble here. So, I mean, he's done well. Especially with his uh, his vision on the pitch does not <laughs> indicate his eyes are that great. What do you want to do first? Do you want to? Should we stick with Corona and then we can? Yeah, yeah. Why get onto films after. So, hit me three people you'd like to be quarantined with. I will preface this. We'll have it strictly male because I've seen some very creepy <laughs> responses from people on here. Like there was one about the UFC and people like. So and so, so and so, and Rachel Ostovich. I think in two weeks I'd be able to have my way by the end of that. <laughs> First of all, someone saying like Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, and someone <laughs> you you're banking on her forgetting Brad Pitt's there and going, you know what, this lad I've never met before here in self isolation. I'm going to do my head in over these two weeks, but I'm actually going to fall in love with it. She's going to forget all previous standards. Because it's been two weeks. Yeah, so people are essentially trying to have like their legal little like Fritzel seller in there going, you know, get me locked up. <laughs> get me locked up with... Well, you can just say, look, we've been placed here. I didn't do this. It's not my bad. So that was the only reason I preface it. If you've got some other reason that you want to be shacked up with... If you've got great chat, for example. Yeah. I think Laura Woods actually would be a good crack as well. <laughs> but there's no getting away from the fact that there is... That's the reason that she. There is that chat isn't the reason that she'd be top of your list. No, that is that is the problem, isn't it? Especially some of them are completely unentertaining people that are just good looking and they're going, you know what? Yeah, some of the least yeah. personality you would ever <laughs> see. I didn't really know what avenue to go down with this, other than tr- sort of trying to get the most confrontational characters I could get to get together. So that's who you'd like to be quarantined. Yeah, just be- just because two is a long time, you can get bored. So you're going to need people that are going to keep bringing something different up. And you got to think how they get on with each other. Exactly. I think I've got a good trio. Go on. Arsene Wenger, Robert De Niro, and Vince Vaughn. Think of the conversation you'd have there. You wouldn't want to chip in. No, you just sit back and let them let them crack on. Because De Niro, how to say that sounds stupid, does seem like a character. <laughs> yeah, he certainly does. Like. Leo, I don't think you're getting that much great chat out of him. If no. I think he, DiCaprio seems to have hit a point where he's like, I'll just do and say whatever I want at this point. Yeah, he really has. <laughs> Vince Vaughn is Vince Vaughn, although some pictures he does look very like, I don't want to speak to anyone. No, no, he is quite a depressing guy, I think, by all kind of times. Because I did think about Adam Sandler and I had him down the same route. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably have... If push it, if I had to be stuck with it, it'd probably be my three uncles. Uncle Joey, Joey Diaz, <laughs> Uncle Chael, and Uncle Shannon Sharp. <laughs> now, they, those three, you literally could just let them talk. I think they could talk for two weeks straight. No pause for breath. Get Joey on a yaks and mild. Yeah, I would have to let Joey Diaz have some edibles. He had to bring some <laughs> in with him. You know what he said about his toilet habits, though? 
<laughs> he has to have the back door of his house open for an hour afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but then there is also a curiosity to that, just, just how yeah. bad are they? Because the amount of stories he's got about his farts and stuff. Of all the stories, the, the, the weirdest part is he says that this shit wouldn't flush and he goes back in again and someone's put ketchup on it. And he's like, I don't know what he <laughs> What? Who's put ketchup on his shit? So someone else sprinkled hair on one of them as well. So <laughs> there's weird things going on <laughs> in that household. I mean, he really does look like a guy whose shit would be awful. <laughs> he's got everything about him just tells me that. And then alongside that, the three worst people to be quarantined with it's interesting what you said about confrontation because I think a lot of people here would say someone like Piers Morgan, but as I, much as I don't particularly like him, I could very much have good conversations with him for... Exactly. My thoughts for this are more like boring, boring people. I mean, Jolie and Lescott could be right in there. If you've ever seen him <laughs> on uh, with Jeff and the boys, he's like, just I want to see you get a bit animated. Some Charlie Nickerson, they're experienced lads. They know, look, I've got Bournemouth Brighton here. I know it's not great, but I'm gonna have to shout a bit and get it going. Jolien hasn't got the memo. Someone messaged me about Charlie Nicholas the other day, ranting, saying that <gasps> the worst thing to do is have a bet on the three o'clock kickoffs and just see a Charlie Nicholas going up, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. giving you the chance. <laughs> yeah, it is true. Although controversial, as much as we would disagree. Katie Hopkins would be someone who she would be one of the worst to be quarantined with because there's only so long you can argue there. Yeah, I mean, in this quarantine, they still have access to social media as well. Jesus. Because every time she put up a tweet or something, you'd have to be there <laughs> having to try and straighten her out. I've got Perez Hilton in there as well because I thought of him when oh they were on the same God. series as Big Brother and, and he made me somewhat like her because I hated him that much. It says a lot. She could have actually ridden that wave and had a turnaround. Yeah. She could have been half likable. Instead, she went the opposite way. I don't know what Alex did or said because at the time I write my notes, Alex was the third one <laughs> <laughs> on this list. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks step with AJ. You'll be trying to do some like running on the spot in your quarantine and being allowed. Yeah, that's. He wouldn't want to take away. <laughs> that's the hardest hitting thing I've had in all this isolation if you take the sport out of it is my takeaway on Saturday essentially being cherry knocked and just finding a bag at the door the bloke had already was in his car driving off because they had contactless delivery does it feel a bit cheap on your part do you feel like a whore well, I, just thought, I don't know if I want my food whether it's in a bag or not picking it up off the floor <laughs> come on I mean, also, what if I don't hear the door? Yeah, yeah. All sorts of things could happen. It's better finding, you know, like a baby at your doorstep like you used to back in the day. Yeah. This is fairly easy to deal with. We've got a brook by us, so I'd have to go to the other side of Brockworth and just send it down the brook. <laughs> King Herod style. Hit me with your worst three. I didn't actually think about my thing worst three. Who's the first, who's the first three people to come in your head then? Because oh, this might not actually be the worst, but who would have, in your head? Okay, Mike Phelan. <laughs> Matt Letizia. Yeah, not a fan. And 
Michael Jordan. <laughs> I'm just crying. <laughs> you couldn't do anything with him. You couldn't have like you know a friendly game. He'd be desperately trying to win. Letizia would be doing a stupid tweet about how why isn't everyone talking about the flu during this coronavirus thing? He he actually goes in the same bracket as like R. Kelly, Michael Jackson, where people are. Can we not separate the man from the art? Because Letizia is whole lot real, fantastic. <laughs> Don't want to hear him talk. <laughs> so just give me his whole lot real, and we'll be done. Yeah, no, he is. He, in small doses, you think, oh, he seems like he's got a bit about him, quite funny, and then you get onto him, and it's more like a, yeah, you're clearly a bit of a posh twat. Can't believe neither of us had Parler in our. Uh... I seem to put him in with everything, though. Anything <laughs> good, I put Ray Parler seems to be my go-to guy. Parler in Brazil, I mean, imagine two weeks constantly with him, though. Yeah. You'd be feeling awful by the end of it, because he'd have X amount of beer. What we've seen him. When he's drunk, we've not seen him on a hangover, so that <laughs> could be the game-changing scenario there. Reading Crouch's book the other day, I was thinking you couldn't be stuck with Mickey Rourke. He'd just be trying to go to the well every time. When Crouch and his mates couldn't handle more than two days on the lash with him. All right, if we go to films and then we'll come back to the others, so. Following on from what I did with Sean and we've done on previous pods, so underrated films, they have to be rated under 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Admittedly, I don't know if it has to be under 50% on both on the first score, which is technically the tomato meter or the second one. So most of mine, the audience rating can be higher, but the first overall rating... Oh, I only did a quick Google search where it does the first... You got your number. Mine's well, under 50%. Most of these are close on both, so I've got a selection here. So, Go on. Pain and Gain, if you've not seen this, is a Michael Bay film. No, I haven't. You're instantly going to know exactly what type of film it is. If you put Michael Bay, Mark Wahlberg and The Rock <laughs> together, okay. essentially... In a film called Pain and Gain. Yeah, they are juice heads. They play up to the stereotype Jeez. that get involved in extortion. And it's kind of one of those um, like House of Cards films where you get the peak and then you get it all go wrong when there you are more and that. more juice. There's someone that gets killed in the middle of it and they have like a cover-up. But it's just one of them. It's, it's funny and it's also like quite a good film. Okay. Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Can't believe. That was under 50%. Yeah. I'm and surprised I thought, if that. anything, that would be a critic higher one and an audience lower one. Yeah. But obviously not. Click, Adam Sandler. What? I started getting the percent for some of these after. This one is going to shake you to your boots. Law-abiding citizen, what do you reckon the percentage is? You're not telling me it was less than 50%. Hit me with a predictor. What would you... If I... If, I, if you didn't tell me this, yeah. I'd have assumed probably high 70s. 26%. That is... That's grossly offensive. I, I've never met anyone that doesn't like it. No, I've I've never heard anyone really be overly critical of it. Was it a load of blokes like hating on Gerard Butler? Is that what this is? Must be. Maybe it's not one of those things where you see, keep seeing people saying like, do you actually know anyone who's had corona? But there obviously are people out there. So there obviously are people that don't like Laura Biden Citizen. A little bit like uh, 
has anyone actually seen Bruno Fernandes until he actually turned <laughs> up? Like, Does anyone actually know he exists? Well, another one, Man on Fire, 39%. I thought everyone loved Denzel. Yeah, yeah. But the the comment next to it on their website was, what starts out with promise turns into something like, they basically said it got too much with the killings, too violent. And it's like, I feel like this is what I signed up for when I stuck on Man on Denzel fire. tracking down <laughs> and taking revenge. He has been in some films that I think are good but could have been better and some poor ones, but I thought he he alone normally gets you a certain rating, doesn't he? I said on here before that I preferred The Equalizer to John Wick, which is quite a close comparison in terms oh, of style. I would definitely go with that. I'm a John Wick hater, though. I, I enjoyed John Wick, but it wasn't like I've not. It's not made me watch the sequel, so I've seen the first and yeah, says a lot. Fast and Furious got me to watch the sequel. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some respect on that. I won't ask for your thoughts on Kickass Two, so I know your thoughts on Kickass One. No, never got to Kickass Two. Strangely, Home Alone Two's got a brutal result on there, which the only arguably negative, the best Home Alone. Yeah, is the little like Piers Morgan woman with the pigeons. I mean. It's, we can't really bring it up without mentioning it. I feel like we'll do it every time. But Troy said about Home Alone 3. <laughs> what, maybe the most wild thing we've seen written in that group, considering <laughs> everything that's been yeah. written. Um, wild. Basically, every Saw movie is under which... Take them for what they are. Yeah, we, we've said before, haven't we? What, is anybody watching Saw expecting something different? Benchwarmers, 11%. And that's a great comedy. 11% is harsh. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, a bit of Rob Schneider in there. I was looking at this thing thinking, this is actually quite hard. I yeah. looked at a few films that I thought could fit the yeah, I category, think, and I don't know. I think in future, if you go on their website, then we have to take it either for both. They both have to be under 50%, because that's what I've done previously, and it is a lot harder. Yeah. These, some of them, I went by on um, IMDB. If you go not actually on the desktop website, then it shows you the score on there. Okay. So they take that as like the first rating on the website. So that's it's like a little like green, not spiral, but I can't think of the word. Essentially, it's a little green load of lines or point. Yeah. Um, King Arthur with Clive Owen said before, blockbuster, and that's <laughs> got a very harsh treatment on there. History has not been kind to that film. No. Den of Thieves, 49%. That was below on both. And that's actually... A, a great little heist film. I think um, Shea Serrano did a piece on The Ringer talking about this really is like one of the underrated heist movies. It's Gerard Butler, 50 Cent, and just about everyone in the film doing what they do. <laughs> and it makes for a great film. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, it's it's, re- it's quite long, but okay. you've got a cameo from Michael Bisping and Max Holloway in there as well. Okay. <laughs> wow. Max Holloway's a truck driver. As <laughs> if. Finally, I had a Hitman's Bodyguard, but if you like Ryan Reynolds, you'll like. Yeah, I thought that was alright. Yeah. It, I mean, like I said, it was a fairly to the point comedy, but. They got a sequel coming, so. Have they? Okay, maybe it's the Hitman's that. wife, so they're saving Salma Hayek. <laughs> Brilliant. So you got that to come. Have you got. Well, I was thinking to myself, I. For films that fit this category, I actually do like. And it's, you feel like it's a bit of a guilty pleasure saying this. Oh my God, this woman just turned on this other woman. <laughs> Jesus. 
Uh, sorry, yeah, I was. Um, I do actually like most of those Danny Dyer films. You know, when he had that run <laughs> where it was, you knew what they were, you were getting, but they were pretty trashy. There's but the one with Fifty were, Cent, isn't there? Yeah, that might be Gerald Butler as well. But he had a film already called Doghouse. It's got him, Noel Clark, <laughs> quite a few other sort of names in there, and uh, that's got a forty-eight percent rating. I thought that was a great film. Just a bunch of lads go away on this. Oh, it's got Stephen Graham in it as well. So, and they go away on this stag dude to the middle of nowhere and all the women have been taken over by zombies and obviously trying to kill them. It's great. I'll tell you what, what I think's harsh is um, of all the ones to use, I and mean, we've seen some bad variations with, say, there's a tabloid talking about Stormzy and they'll put a picture of Skepta or Jamie yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. But using... I'm flying it. Do my head There's Using... Kano and Noel Clark as you're not all black people at the same is harsh on people that <laughs> because I am a big Kano fan and sometimes if they show like the Top Boy Netflix trailer and then that program yeah. after because you've got Ashley Walters in both as well yeah that's it it is spinny yeah yeah I know what you mean I've met Noel Clark and gone up Kano can I, can I have a picture <laughs> Noel Clark wasn't happy to see you anyway was he let alone no. if you'd done that even worked because when when I saw him, it was it was at a wrestling show actually. It went with uh, Steve, and I saw him kind of in the foyer when the show was on, and he just got a drink. And so I went up to get uh, a picture with him, and I don't like taking a selfie picture, so I've handed the phone to someone to take the picture, and it's one of them blokes that just doesn't know how to oh, take a no. picture, and he's handed the phone back having not taken it. And I had to ask again. Oh. I don't know what got into me. I think... Yeah, you feel very brave. I remember Steve Steve had dislocated his knee at football. That was this one. And we phoned up on the day to say, look, we can sit in our normal seats, but if you can maybe move us to the end of the row or something, then it would be a lot better so we can put his foot out in the row. And they said, well, we'll upgrade you. And they put you on... Sounds harsh upgrade, but they basically put you in like disabled seating. So yeah, you yeah. see a games where you have like a standard chair and then you have you yeah, yeah, a yeah. for a wheelchair, another chair next to it. But you've got a great view. And become, so coming out of there, so I don't know if that's where like the hospitality or anything like that is because it was like dead when we walked out. Yeah, yeah. That was also a nightmare because he somehow managed to lose his phone and then was I like, remember you saying, like, I can't really walk. Can you, do you mind having a look? <laughs> I didn't find it and then sent him back out eventually. I'm not going again. I'll always enjoy as well telling people you're blocked by Skepta. And Wiley. So Actually, good. not Wiley anymore. but yeah. Wiley unblocked yet. <laughs> yeah, I think I've already made a new account because I saw Piers Morgan at him earlier. At him, Wiley? Yeah, he he tweeted. He was like, uh, I can tell you now, I bet you Piers Morgan won't get no coronavirus. Oh, was that him who did yeah, that? Yeah, and then he replied, like, what? What? And he was like, I was just saying to someone, like, just don't worry, keep doing your thing. (laughs) (laughs) What a bizarre thing to say. I bet he doesn't, though. No. Oh, fuck. All right, a couple other things to get into then. So we've got thoughts on Dana White apparently pushing ahead with the UFC. He says Tony and Khabib, if they're both healthy, will happen at any expense, any cost, whether it's behind closed doors, whether it's 
on the moon is what he said. That uh, that picture did break me. The idea of Rogan in a suit. <laughs> now that would be sensational. Khabib uh, has gone back to Russia today, so either it's not happening or it's happening somewhere <laughs> on international waters. Oh, right. Okay. I hadn't realised that. They've actually been one, of, been one of the best at handling, haven't they, Russia? Because they have quite literally said that you leave the house then five days in inside or five years in prison. They don't fuck about. <laughs> the idea that some people did buy then releasing lions on the street is so good. Well, it, I think what everyone thought where some quote tweeted the Alan Sugar one, like, it actually kills me inside that this man has more money than my entire bloodline <laughs> and he is this thick. It's mental, isn't it? Because you do watch like some of the stuff on Twitter and you're like, he's maybe not all there, but he's a billionaire. Yeah. As I said in our chat, though, televising lions on the street more <laughs> prior around Russia would be sensational. The thing that chased. The thing that got me as much as any of it is they've managed to discipline these lions at a point where they're just roaming the streets for them. Like, <laughs> they aren't running off. They're everyone, they've each got a street to cover. <laughs> they know their, their territory. I mean, it's not good for the fighters. I know the fighters at UFC London weren't paid. Even some of them travelled over and then so oh, really? to fight and they haven't been paid. Um, but at the same time, I feel like if you have any kind of moral standing for how the fighters are treated, then there's enough things out there that you wouldn't watch UFC and you wouldn't watch boxing as it is. So you kind of have to put that to one side. I think especially with the UFC, isn't it? The idea of um, the issue of payment and how they're underpaid is a fact. So this really does kind of expose that. It's bad that I've forgotten his name, but what was... There's the boxer that was put into a coma, but he came around now. But essentially, was it top rank I think that no it was Golden Boy it was Golden Boy that basically had nothing to do with him after they showed their face did an interview at the hospital saying look we're going to take care of him look after him whatever and then yeah they did nothing after they hadn't even checked up on him so scummy Jesus didn't pay him properly or anything shameless so yeah if if you have that much of a care about the fight as well and no one wants to see him get hurt or no one wants to see him get underpaid but and thing is this the sort of thing is the show goes on for the UFC, then it works out best for the fighters, doesn't it, in terms of they're going to actually go ahead and get paid. It's how many times you want to see an audience-less venue? Like, does Khabib and Tony have the same effect without the audience? You, you want to see it regardless, but I think it's I don't one know of the weird fights that could work with that. Like, But at the same time, I think it works... Worse having like a slobber knocker in an empty oh, yeah. arena yeah, than absolutely. like a more technical fight. Yeah, most definitely. Like Kevin Lee, Charles Oliveira in an empty arena was actually the kind of fight that worked okay. Yeah, that. agreed. You got to where they have to make adjustments and you can hear the corner shouting out and that kind of thing. Yeah, whereas if you put McGregor Gaethje in front of an empty yeah. arena, I just don't think no. that really works, does it? Probably get you with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so that's kind of like you said. I we're in a tricky spot where, particularly with no sport anyway, we're even more desperate to see the, watch UFC. So from our point of view as fans, as consumers, it's great. Whether they should be doing it, obviously, yeah. is a different question. But not really one for us to no. sort of cast vision on because, like you said, if we had a big opinion on what they should or shouldn't be doing 
probably have more of an opinion oh, when someone, it's sort of normal times outside of Corona. Someone like Luke Thomas acts like he's covering the Iraq War and he's covering the UFC. Like it's this much of a hardship for him, and he's on the front lines, and there's his whinge, and it's like he's in a very privileged position. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad spot to be in. Like Arrow Hawani said that they shouldn't do the two shows on a Friday and Saturday on International Fight Week because it was a long week for the journalists. Yeah. <laughs> Clown. What else have we got? So we kind of covered four on sport behind closed doors there. Football's actually the weirdest, isn't it? When you see the Champions League nights, that one is proper strange. It doesn't have the same sort of vibe, does it? doesn't feel great. What do you think is going to happen with the Premier League, FA Cup, Champions League, Europa League now? They say that the league's definitely going to finish. Well, and then I read a thing on how much money the clubs are going to owe. They said, look, they're going to call this back in. So the clubs are going to owe this amount of money, which normally does mean they'll do it because <laughs> they don't want to They don't want to miss out. Would you see that all of the like kit deals run out on June 30th? So Liverpool, who are with Nike next season. Oh, yeah would be lifting the league in a Nike jersey where... The Nike boys are rubbing their hands. Yeah, and New Balance have paid all this cash and they're not going to get in in all the pictures of what you pay for. They they pay for the brand exposure. They don't do it just for the sake of it. They're going to be Nike. Yeah. Brutal, isn't it? But there's loads loads of brands that are switching. I can imagine, yeah, yeah. this, This year, so... And they're saying... Lalana's contract expires at the end of the season. Like Arsenal, Sabios's loan ends on uh, yeah. June the thirtieth. So there's all these kind of on Sky Sports. They have a little tracker along the bottom, and they say what's happening with each club, like training yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. West Ham seems to be the only one that was like training the entire time, and I thought <laughs> this is so West Ham. Yeah, <laughs> can't work out why thirty people in the club have gone down with illness. Karen Brady going, he's still getting paid. He's still going to train. We'll see you there Monday. I can imagine her saying, if you catch it, we'll cross that bridge when we come <laughs> yeah. to it. Whilst they get on The Apprentice and telling people they're shit yeah. business people. So, with the cups, do you think they're just going to... Do you think they'll scrap them? I think I could see that happening. I can see it. I don't see how they're going to play the Champions League because you'd imagine all the league is going to start back at different times where... I mean, Italy doesn't look like it's going to be playing anytime soon. No, exactly that. Spain, not far off in terms of that either, so I don't see it. Do you, This is a bit beyond our means as a podcast, but do you know why it's so bad in Italy? Or is it just that they're, being the, they're the most honest? Well, group? I think there's a degree of that, yeah. Because, for example, I saw someone saying that, well, why have Italy now got more than China? And everybody was just commenting, well, because Italy are being honest, which I think is... Likely the case. China aren't exactly notoriously honest about their news. No. Communist state. Very big country with a type of nation. So I think they probably have had more than, well, far saw, more than they've had. I saw someone say, well, they, you know, they live a privileged life over there, so there's just a lot more old people. What, in Italy? Yeah, they're like... Well, their, their population is older, they're like, as, as an average, so... All that pasta and part pizza, you have a good, good long life living on that, so that's just why. They've got a lot of the population, <laughs> there's more interaction with families, so you'll have... More people getting together, I guess. But in a few weeks' time, we could be saying we're a lot worse off than them because yeah. if you look at how much we've ignored it, yeah, it would seem that 
we're probably going to end up in the long term be worse off. But you get that whenever I watch like a mob movie, whether it's like or watching The Sopranos or even watching Jersey Shore when they have it, I get so hungry after where you see them big meals they have with with the family. You suddenly want loads of carbs. <laughs> I, I've never referred to meat as cold cuts before, but having seen them <laughs> in The Sopranos, I want, I want the cold cuts. Want the cold cuts. There's there's a clip that when you have watched The Sopranos, you'll see it get referenced. You've probably seen it referenced before and not known what it is. Yeah. But Tony wants this meat out of the fridge called the Gabagool. <laughs> but there's just clips of him, one of them, where they take it like every time it's been said. Every time he says yeah, it. And it's like a close to his mouth going, the Gabagool. <laughs> but it all looks so good whenever they have their big meals, even like their barbecues, where they have a little, like a little buffet table. And it still just looks all sensational. Even the cooking scene in prison in Goodfellas gets me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> They're talking about how they make it, the sauce and that. Well, when they say oh, the, the roasted peppers, it's like, oh, that actually looks quite good. <laughs> there, there was some clip recently, I don't know what the channel's called, but you might have seen it, where they essentially have like a token mafia guy and they try to do all of this like, what's it really like in the mafia? How much? How realistic are these scenes? Films, yeah. So I mean, Omerta seems to have gone out the window here because he's saying that like, this, this wouldn't have happened, kind of thing. But he's talking about the prison scene in uh, Goodfellas, and he's like, no, "That wouldn't have happened. You had me fooled that they had this whole." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, "Look, you might get preferential treatment, but I've been behind bars a couple of times myself, and certainly didn't get that." Even if on the small chance it was, like he's going to be able to come out and say, yeah, prison's fucking great, guys. <laughs> Get yourselves in there. No, watch 60 Days In. That'll tell you. Yeah, I'm going to have to tune into that. When you've watched the first, season two is like a level up. Oh, really? I, I, I said in our group chat, there's this guy and I know already I wouldn't be coping in prison. I'm actually, <laughs> in fact... I had a chat with my uncle and he was saying the same thing. I thought, well, I feel a bit better now that other people would say the same thing rather than trying to, like, no, I'd be, I'd be all right kind of thing. But this guy goes in and he looks nervous. And I mean, I know more about prison now. So when you go into prison, you go into like a holding cell before you get moved into the general population. Yeah. And each of their like classified sections is called a pod. So it's like pod A, pod B, pod B, C or whatever. Yeah. And first thing that happens when this guy goes in and they say oh where were you before and he's trying to say the whole thing he starts stuttering on his, oh, his no. mind just goes blank and he's like the pod the the the, the. and they're already all like looking at him oh no and they're proper like the guy who organizes it all is called captain scotty maples which is a great name that really isn't it but he says like look you you can defend yourself if it happens but and you've just got to go in there, not take any shit from anyone, and just show that you're not weak. And oh. this guy immediately comes off as weak. Because <laughs> then the, the way they start talking, they come out and there's this gay guy who's trying to put moves on him, and he tries to make him uncomfortable. And the next thing, he comes out completely naked and sticks it on this guy, and the guy kind of, sort of shoes him away like that. And then you see him in his cell, and he's like. I'm going to tear that motherfucker's asshole open. 
I was like, Jesus, oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> I was like, if I before watched season one and was like, you know what, I can't handle prison. Season two was like, <laughs> I'm done. And even the guy at the end, he's like, you know, I hope this is a deterrent for people that you don't want to go to prison. <laughs> people are trying to tell you now it's all plush. I wouldn't go into a prison here, let alone American state prison. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Horrendous. Like you actually you do see people getting filled in and all sorts, so yeah. it's very good. I'm glad they don't the guards aren't in on it as well. Yeah. Because that, yeah. that does make it realistic. Yeah, there's the kind of head honcho of the prison knows they're like sheriff knows whichever one every way around basically like one yeah. of the, the head of the prison guards the sheriff they're the people that know and then it's set up so they're doing a documentary in the prison anyway and so that's why there's camera crews here and now yeah and they pull like everyone out for an interview so it doesn't look suspicious Obviously, when they then pull or why are these six people yeah, go for an interview yeah, yeah other people out but so you do get like good coverage of almost like everything that happens i like it so yeah it's definitely and it, it's a binge one so if you're in isolation that probably is yeah 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 actually a good next step so what have you been watching on netflix after me and sean did our isolation pack last week well not even just netflix anything yeah no, i've watched a thing that was on sky a series called cobra i saw that this i might have you might tell me different i think i fell victim to a like imdb review where they were like this is God awful. I quite no, I quite liked it. It was I felt, like the premise of it. Yeah, I've it felt quite current, bearing in mind obviously they're facing a disaster and etc. Um it was good. Some of the episodes I thought they probably could condense it a little bit more, just in terms of some of them were a little bit slower than others. But it is it is an interesting story. Within the fact that he's the Prime Minister and dealing with all that, you've got all their personal stories as well. And some of it can be a little bit for example, his daughter get caught up gets caught up in a drug scandal, but her friend dies and it's about the fact that she's avoiding the blame for it because her friend who died was black and she's a white the white girl who's a daughter of the Prime Minister, so she's using her privilege to get away with it. And there's a whole but, thing about that within <laughs> there where you're like, I don't know if you needed to do this, but I so don't know if this is the show for it. So you've got Sky at yours? Yes. Well, you all have the Sopranos on demand then. Okay. Because essentially now TV is Sky's TV package if you don't have Sky. Yeah. And that's yeah, what yeah. Sopranos is on. So you probably have it. Your entourage and the wire and all oh, that. So you okay. probably Yeah, got, I wasn't sure how much we, so we you, actually have. You've probably got the perfect setup there. This is a good time. You gotta tell work. <laughs> Look, I'm showing these symptoms. Here. Look, I think I'm gonna be off for twelve months. I'm sorry. So that is that in terms of what you said in terms of what will happen with the league presumably yeah. going back to presumably <laughs> they will I think they'll play it out in yeah, some form I, I think they have to and I know this from a comfortable fan it probably seems a little bit you would say that I do think there's been people from both sides have kind of approached it from a fairly disingenuous position in terms of if you realize they probably could quite like to not see Liverpool win it Liverpool fans obviously want to see them win it at all costs I don't think you can just give it to them. I think you do have to complete the season. Although, if there was ever an argument, 25 points clear probably does swing it. That clip of the bloke on Sky looking like the only sane one in the room. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, end it now. He's like, well, they've played less games. And the woman's like, 
we'll just take the last game off then for everyone. So. Well, actually, I think because it's Liverpool, people are kind of looking at it a little bit wrong in terms of what he's saying is right. They haven't won it yet, but it, but it is all but one. It is if it was yeah, yeah. say six points clear, I'd say well they have to play that to conclusion because Liverpool could throw that away quite comfortably. Even they probably shouldn't be able to blow a twenty-five point lead, but. In terms of that, the rest of the league is completely unconfirmed. The relegation situation, top four, the rest of the European places is still up for grabs. So I think you've got to ride it out because next season is going to take a hit anyway, isn't it? Realistically, I don't see a way in which they get it done in the summer like they think they're going to. I think it will extend longer than that. In which case, you can approach next season all with the understanding of what's going to happen. Whereas this season, in theory, everybody signed up to 38-game season and we're going to have to play it so out. Really so you have up. to play it out, I think. It's going to screw us if there was a chance of us getting top four or five because Spurs are going to have all their players back in yeah. all sorts. But, yeah, that that guy on Sky saying it, and they're all looking at him like he's, he's mental. If they did just give Liverpool the league, every football debate from now till the end of time is going to go, well, you didn't actually yeah. win yeah, it, yeah, did yeah. you? And you've already, you're already been called the... Oh, the FA loves Liverpool. They've <laughs> yeah. been trying to give them this the whole time. So, <laughs> yeah, obviously they've been trying and failing for thirty years. Clearly, <laughs> they've been getting badly wrong. All right, so I do think potentially though they will go with a behind closed doors thing, which is a recipe for disaster. If you think with Liverpool, for example, if they win the league, do you think fans aren't going to congregate yeah. outside the stadium? It's going to be like PSG had yeah, a few weeks ago, but times a million yeah so you're asking for trouble if you do that yeah Arsenal had um, over 100,000 for an FA Cup played so there's no way always sceptical when they say the numbers but that could be a lot lot of people out shopping and stuff as well you know (laughs) if we come if we come back to sport then so we had that celebrity singing video this week Gal Gadot thought it was a good idea she she is just that good looking that nobody is going to tell her anything. That is basically idea. it, isn't it? Yeah. I was oh, about I did to say, say that, I did see that she briefly worked in the Iranian secret service, so maybe she's got other powers. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she thought it was a good idea to make us all feel better from all their plush mansions saying, singing, imagine. Yeah. Well, it's It was like every American singer that's ever done the national anthem at NFL game as well, where they I'm dragged it out. My entire vocal range in these six words. Other <laughs> people. Let me add, what's his name? Um, so like Chris O'Dowd or whatever his name is. He popped up in the middle of it. Because <laughs> I always used to get him confused with Rafe Sport. Just because they both got brown curly hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew they were separate people, but in my head, they were both. No, they Rafe are. Sport. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something in my head. I think I've probably done that as well. Yeah. Well, there's a question then before that. So we've both been watching Pete versus Life again. Great show. If you were going to have two sports commentators commentate your life, who would be the most appropriate to? Um, oh, okay. I think probably you get Mark Lawrence <laughs> and maybe Carragher. Just both basically just ripping into me. It's making sarcastic comments about every sort of like small little step. Yeah, I think I've got Sunis. 
being negative, like not too keen. Like when I was thinking of whether it'd be Roy Keane, I was thinking of him just doing it. Really? <laughs> really? Every decision. But I think soonest. And then maybe we've got Danny Murphy alongside him <laughs> where he's somewhat going to be upbeat occasionally. He's going to try. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to be either way, literally depending on the mood and how he wakes up. And he'll be trying to lift as soon as his spirits have been, as soon as he's been like, no, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. Don't try and patch it up, Danny. Is it is it Danny Murphy where there's the clips? Did he commentate alongside Mark Lawrenson? Or who is it? Because I'm sure I always say Danny Murphy when it's someone else. Maybe. But anyway, there's the clips of like, where Lawrenson's just sick of him on commentary. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to dig it out. But um, there's a couple of times where I'll say something and you hear Lawrenson, like, you hear his face turn up in disgust. It's been a, almost like a forgotten spell now. But when ITV used to cover games... You had Adrian Charles, who people just, everybody's hated yeah. unanimously. It's amazing he had the run he did because people just hated him. And then you had um, Andy Townsend on comms, who got so much hate. Yeah. It gets again, it gets forgotten now, but he, he got, got so much hate. Games as well. Yeah, which people really took issue to. Bear in mind, he was a Cockney sounding bloke who played for <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> if we go back then, so the, the the singing video. I mean, that was ill-advised uh, at best. Yeah. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea, but it they does... definitely thought as well. This is going to get countless retweets. Where everyone's like, "They've inspired us." <laughs> it does show the disconnect between, like, however close we think we are to kind of living the same in the same world, a completely kind of different thing. existence, yeah. isn't it? Really, like the the Sam Smith article, I thought was a joke. I thought it was going to be like him posting pictures of him like having a breakdown. Down. Yeah, you think that's just insane. Him, I mean. Not to be too woke, there are a lot of people that do hate him now purely because he says that he doesn't identify as yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I would um, say some probably didn't even really like, fully even acknowledge who he was before that, and now it's. I would say when the, the the first went to Amsterdam, they had the news report, and this guy in a shop said, "Sam Smith's gay." <laughs> <laughs> Shocking update! Like, he was genuinely like well, on the Tom Daly thing where people are like, "What the hell?" <laughs> There were girls everywhere. Yeah. I thought, oh, I don't quite work this out. The fact that he did a video explaining it. Yeah. Baffling. But it smells but, like Amsterdam and Eco. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, next door, next dude. Door, yeah. But the, the, the Sam Smith one, it's like, at some point you've got to realise you will bring it on yourself, which is never a nice thing to say, but oh, you've no, got to sure. have some kind of... If Awareness? Every, yeah. If, if, if everyone is laughing at how bad my eyesight is and I then come out in a massive pair of glasses, like fairground ones aside of my size of my head, I'm going to see people might <laughs> now make this worse. Do you think the amount of times you saw someone at school who used to get bullied a bit, uh, you'd feel bad for them for a bit and then they'd say I'll do something you were like, sorry mate, you bring this all on yourself, you, what are you doing? You'll see this on 60 Days In as a bloke. Even you brought it all on yourself. You spend the entire time kind of like rooting for some of these people, and one you're like, I hope you get filled in. <laughs> so why would he have volunteered to go on there if he's like that? What did he think? Right, I'm going to cope with this fine, and I'll be this, looking this, the big man. This bloke, and you'll see this in the first episode. So I'm not giving you like a spoiler. I won't tell you what happens to him or whatever. But he goes in, and uh, 
first thing he asks is they say like any questions or whatever when they've given him this big talk like look make sure your cover story sorted this that you're gonna have to defend yourself don't let anyone call you a bitch that's like the worst thing you can be called in prison all this and he's like um how big is the tv in the main thing and they're fucking like, idiot he's like i think it's 60 inch and he says oh thank you taxpayers oh no don't be that guy not on this and then the first thing he asks when he goes into the prison is uh, he stops and he's walking like quite like cocksure himself and he's like do we get the nfl network in here we've got bucks patriots tonight and they're all looking at him like who the hell does this bloke think he is? But he's proper cocky the whole For time. Sake. So you've got that to look forward to. Everyone that I recommended it to, I think there must have been people kind of teetering over it because I tweeted about it and messaged a few people. And then like that night, I had this bloke is the worst bloke <laughs> I've ever seen before. So we had Vanessa Hudgens on the same week saying, "Look, it's okay. People are gonna die. It's just a virus. People are gonna die." Yeah, who'd have thought she ended up being a bitch? Yeah. The 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 best thing about that was there's always like the old person that's like, sorry, who's this? Yeah. And the top reply was um, girlfriend of uh, this big college basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> but I was trying to look for some other ones and I found two in particular that um, obviously didn't stop, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he was in the running to be the mayor of California or whatever he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah he was asked whether he supported gay marriage and he replied saying, um, no, I think gay marriage is something that should be between a man and a woman. <laughs> Fuck's sake. And the other one, which you'll remember recently, um, I'd forgotten until I, I saw it again, um, Kelly Osborne, when she was trying to be woke and she said, uh, if you kick every Latino out of this country, then who's going to be cleaning your toilets, Donald oh. Trump? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She thought she was fighting the battle for him. And it was that moment as she said it's like, ooh. Should have done that. That didn't hit as well as I thought it was going <laughs> to. I did it the right note. I've seen that Aunt Middleton from that um, SAS I haven't actually watched the video, but I've he's seen getting it getting some stick. stick. Well, he's been the classic bloke of, you know, I'm hard. I can survive it. You can survive it. All that stuff. No one's disputing that. The thing is, I mean, as we've been told by 700,000 people on my Instagram, it's the old people around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone that is doing these things offering to help, 90% is the equivalent of when you ask someone, how are you? And they don't just say, yeah, I'm good, cheers you. Yeah. So how, how's your day been? We don't want much more than a one line. Well, we had uh, someone in, in our chat that's been on the podcast so they offered to help the old lady opposite and then when she phoned up for a chat it's like, Jesus Christ <laughs> I thought it was Samaritans yeah everything is old people will go out for like nothing as well I remember someone that said like, her mum had gone out because she um, why she needed some cotton wool <laughs> was that essential travel well, my grandma was insisting that she goes to Sainsbury's with my mum oh, and God. I was shocked that the shelves were all <laughs> And everyone's looking at her like, what are you doing here? Yeah. I had a bit of a scramble the other day. I, had, I was in a shop before I went to work and then the tunnel thing came over like, oh, we're going to do our hour for the elderly in like 10 minutes. Oh shit, get me out of here <laughs> now. People looking at me like trying to work out my age thinking, you're definitely not part of this. 
I went into the co-op and there was some bloke who for some reason was doing his shopping with his wife on speakerphone and she was telling him to pick this stuff up which definitely wasn't going to be available and there was a disgruntled employee in the aisle behind so he was she was saying like uh hand soap they must have hand soap and this woman was shouting over we haven't got any <laughs> like this have you not seen the news someone came in and said to the woman on the till saying Everyone's saying, you must have had a quiet day. And she looked like someone had just like killed her entire family. <laughs> saying, just shook her head like that and just didn't say anything. Get out of my sight. I quite like the idea that this woman is unreasonable enough that he's gone home and she's just been, so where's the bog rolling yeah. hand wash then? <laughs> what the fuck have you been doing? Last couple of things. So we've got biggest sporting news this week is Brady joining hmm. the Bucks. So... We won't do too much in terms of what we think the Bucks are going to do this year. But it does seem strange. Yeah, to break it down. So this, I saw an article saying it's strange until you think about it. And so, okay. so from Brady's perspective, the Bucks have a lot to offer financially and on the field for a start. They're happy to take him, which they say maybe you'd be surprised that a lot of teams are willing to keep with what they've got yeah. rather than have a yeah. year or two. Um, also, Brady's deal is worth about 30 million a year which means that after playing on a discount for years at the Patriots, much like uh, the Heat were doing with Wade, um, he's finally... That brother got paid. Yeah. The greatest quarterback of all time and now finally have a salary in the same ballpark as Kirk Cousins. <laughs> That's insane, isn't it? <laughs> Still not getting Matt Stafford money, though. No. But then also, money likely isn't... I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> ...isn't Brady's first priority at this point, with £235 million banked in career earnings and his successful wife, who's worth more than £400 million. Shit. He's got it right. All these athletes get someone with less money than them. No, no, no. The other way around. So you say his asking price at this point was likely more about respect than the paycheck. And so off, just offering him the deal at the top of the market showed that they were serious about yeah. taking him on board. Also, when they break it down, they were saying that with Evans and Goodwin, it's probably the best wide receiver duo. You hear this every time with Tom Brady <laughs> since Randy Moss. <laughs> so he's going to have that there. And as much as he had a good rapport with Julian Edelman, I don't think he's a guy where you put him with Marcus Mariota, then he's going to have the guy. same effect. No. Probably going to get exposed, isn't he? Yeah. And then from a business perspective, this makes the Bucks relevant immediately. True. They've already been contacted because they say none of these decisions truly happen with some of these guys without being spoken about the brass at the top. And uh, they're asking how many uh, Sunday night games they can have in Tampa already to work that into their Sheesh. schedules. Yeah, yeah. And after three hours, um, three hours after Adam Schefter reported what was going to happen, the online queue for season tickets grew to more than 5,000 people. Sheesh. So the Brady effect there truly took over. Been like signing Beckham for the Galaxy. Yeah, they said this was um, like the equivalent of Michael Jordan joining whoever. The Wizards. It, yeah. <laughs> like he did. <laughs> yeah. I had the Wizards of Man. I was like, what's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, they say that's kind of the equivalent, but we've seen Brady playing at a higher level. Yeah. But then we're going to see now how much it's down see where, to. See where he's at. Because previously, the Bucks weren't set up for a non-mobile quarterback. No. So they say that they've essentially said, look, we've taken our time. 
with Mario. It's not going to work. And rather than go back in and draft someone new and take the time to nurture them, they've essentially said, look, we're going to go all in. And they still have, I think, 30 million in cap space to be able to pay some other top okay. guys. So they're going to build around it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember a few months ago, in fact, seeing someone like saying about Tampa as a possibility and explain for these different reasons why it made sense. And I thought, in a similar way to, you know, when LeBron would get linked with San Antonio or Philadelphia or something, I thought, even if it does make sense, it just it doesn't make sense if you sort of mean he's gone somewhere for location or whatever. And I thought that could, not that Brady's necessarily like LeBron in terms of his outside interests, but I thought something like the Chargers probably could make like Durant, sense. Durant kept getting linked with the Wizards. They were like, look, this is where he's from, so he might go back there. Yeah. Well, D-Wade ended up going back to Chicago, didn't he? And they quickly decided that was yeah. not a good <laughs> idea. I think I thought I had something else, but I think that is effectively, I think we've done more. Well, actually, no final thing. I was going to ask how you're dealing with isolation, but you haven't really been isolated. Not yet. <laughs> you're no. one of the few people still having to go into work. Ridiculous. I don't work for the NHS, no. <laughs> so I haven't been able to post about it. Nurses and teachers, if you ever doubted it, yeah. they are essential. Yeah, I, I sent, so I think most people have seen the status of like, look, if you're struggling, to, if your child's have to do work at home, uh, schoolwork and you're struggling i'm a teacher so my messages yeah. are open so i messaged the teacher with this status saying cow but notice you haven't posted <laughs> this and they said why would i give myself more work i'm not doing that I need to so <laughs> that would be my thinking that's an honest teacher yeah. there. <laughs> so we've got that but other than that imagine if your kids are some nightmare so yeah. you can see one it's like, oh yeah he'd really like he's really studious so i guess you've just got slightly quieter roads and a busier time at work. <laughs> that is pretty well it. I'm supposed to be working from home from now. So I'll probably then see the effect. I'll probably get cabin fever within the end of the week. So but... you got a laptop now. So now it's touch wood up together. So it's like a trial day tomorrow. So we're going to see. But... Nothing I... good on TV. That's the killer, isn't it? If there's... If you could find a way of doing this while still maintaining the sporting world, well, a couple. Well, of, you'd be great. You'd be, you would actually wouldn't leave. Yeah. But well, uh, a couple of things. So, the NFL network is free until further notice. Oh right. So smart you, from them. So you can up, you can download that on your PS4, and yeah. if you go on there, I think it's the final tab along the top. There's a section that says classic games, and you can do that, or you can watch any game f- uh, f- up to 2012. So. In the background today, I had the Chiefs-Rams, like, 54-51 game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can either watch the full game or you can break it down to just, like, all in 40 minutes. That was insane, wasn't it? So you can do that. And then, or you can go, there's, like, every Super Bowl on there. I think Troy started Super Bowl one yesterday. Wow. As a commitment. So just the classic ones are either, like, High-scoring or ones in just mental conditions. If you, if you can condense an NFL game into a, like a highlight reel, yeah. then you've done well as well. Because there's 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 a game at Lambo where it was I think 1980 something, but the the conditions are so cold that uh, the Packers equalise. I think it's uh, is it Brett Starr the name, if I've heard it before. But anyway, 
all logic suggests that they take the kick to level things and go into overtime. But they're saying the conditions were that bad that the players like couldn't carry on. So the coach at the time made him go for uh, the touchdown and they do it and they secure it. And this is why it's this like classic game because there's all the like backlog to it. And they say it's like some of the best coaching you'll ever see in the NFL. And all That's this. so good. So there's all these classic games on there. Skip Bayless still cries about the ice bowl to this day. And the NBA pass is free as well, but that's a bit harder to work around because there's no app for PS4 yes. for some reason. But you can get it on your phone or on your laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've kind of worked out to get into the archives there. So oh, nice. You saw it's those two are free. They did ask Dana if he'd make the UFC one free and... Uh, you told him that. <laughs> Same as the WWE Network. But you can get a free trial of that. So if you want some table, ladder and chair action, then you can get into that too. Vince is obviously a lot more generous than Dana. Yeah. So that is just about us done. Thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pod. Unless, well, I guess unless I've come down with the virus next week, then... There will be some variation of a pod, whether it's on Skype, whether it's in person. And we'll be back. Enjoy isolation. Thank you and good night.